Hey, you're listening to episode 23 of the Urology Audio Guidelines podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Nick Serrano. In this episode, we'll be discussing guidelines for diagnosis and treatment of infertility in men. Assessment. One, for the initial infertility evaluation, both male and female partners should undergo concurrent assessment. Two, initial evaluation of the male for fertility should include a reproductive history. It should also include one or more semen analyses. Three, men with one or more abnormal semen parameters or presumed male infertility should be evaluated by a male reproductive expert for complete history and physical examination, as well as other directed tests when indicated. 4. In couples with failed assisted reproductive technology cycles or recurrent pregnancy losses with two or more losses, evaluation of the male should be considered. Lifestyle factors and relationships between infertility and general health. 5. Clinicians should counsel infertile men or men with abnormal semen parameters of the health risks associated with abnormal sperm production. 6. Infertile men with specific, identifiable causes of male infertility should be informed of relevant, associated health conditions. 7. Clinicians should advise couples with advanced paternal age, greater than or equal to 40, that there is an increased risk of adverse health outcomes for their offspring. 8. Clinicians may discuss risk factors, i.e. lifestyle, medication usage, environmental exposures, associated with male infertility, and patients should be counseled that the current data on the majority of risk factors are limited. Diagnosis, Assessment, and Evaluation 9. The results from the semen analysis should be used to guide management of the patient. In general, results are of greatest clinical significance when multiple abnormalities are present. 10. Clinicians should obtain hormonal evaluation, including FSH and testosterone, for infertile men with impaired libido, erectile dysfunction, oligozoospermia or azoospermia, atrophic testes, or evidence of hormonal abnormality on physical examination. 11. Azoospermic men should be initially evaluated with semen volume, physical exam, and FSH levels to differentiate genital tract obstruction from impaired sperm production. 12. Karyotype and Y-chromosome microdeletion analysis should be recommended for men with primary infertility and azoospermia, or severe oligozoospermia with less than 5 million sperm per mil with elevated FSH, or testicular atrophy, or a presumed diagnosis of impaired sperm production as the cause of azoospermia. 13. Clinicians should recommend cystic fibrosis transmembrane conductance regulator, or CFTR, mutation carrier testing, including assessment of the 5T allele, in men with vasal agenesis or idiopathic obstructive azoospermia. 14. For men who harbor a CFTR mutation, genetic evaluation of the female partner should be recommended. 15. Sperm DNA fragmentation analysis is not recommended in the initial evaluation of the infertile couple. 16. 
Men with increased round cells on sperm analysis, greater than 1 million per mil, should be evaluated further to differentiate white blood cell, pyospermia, from germ cells. 17. Patients with pyospermia should be evaluated for the presence of infection. 18. Antisperm antibody, or ASA testing, should not be done in the initial evaluation of male infertility. 19. For couples with recurrent pregnancy loss, men should be evaluated with karyotype and sperm DNA fragmentation. 20. Diagnostic testicular biopsy should not routinely be performed to differentiate between obstructive azoospermia and non-obstructive azoospermia. Imaging. 21. Scrotal ultrasound should not be routinely performed in the initial evaluation of the infertile male. 22. Transrectal ultrasonography, or TRUSS, should not be performed as part of the initial evaluation. Clinicians should recommend TRUSS in men with semen analyses suggestive of ejaculatory duct obstruction, i.e. acidic, azoospermic, semen volume less than 1.5 mils with normal serum T, and a palpable vas deferens. 23. Clinicians should not routinely perform abdominal imaging for the sole indication of an isolated small or moderate right varicocele. 24. Clinicians should recommend renal ultrasonography for patients with vasal agenesis to evaluate for renal abnormalities. Treatment. Varicocele repair, varicocelectomy. 25. Surgical varicocelectomy should be considered in men attempting to conceive who have palpable varicoceles, infertility, and abnormal semen parameters, except for azospermic men. 26. Clinicians should not recommend varicocelectomy for men with non-palpable varicoceles detected solely by imaging. 27. For men with clinical varicocele and non-obstructive azospermia, Couples should be informed of the absence of definitive evidence supporting varicocele repair prior to assisted reproductive technologies. Sperm Retrieval 28. For men with non-obstructive azoospermia, undergoing sperm retrieval, microdissection testicular sperm extraction, or TESI, should be performed. 29. In men undergoing surgical sperm retrieval, either fresh or cryopreserved sperm may be used for intracytoplasmic sperm injection. 30. In men with azoospermia, due to obstruction undergoing surgical sperm retrieval, sperm may be extracted from either the testis or the epididymis. 31. For men with aspermia, surgical sperm extraction or induced ejaculation with sympathomimetics, vibratory stimulation, or electroejaculation may be performed depending on the patient's condition and clinician's experience. 32. Infertility associated with retrograde ejaculation may be treated with sympathomimetics and alkalinization of urine with or without urethral catheterization, induced ejaculation, or surgical sperm retrieval. Obstructive azoospermia, including post-vasectomy infertility. 33. Couples desiring conception after vasectomy should be counseled that surgical reconstruction surgical sperm retrieval, or both reconstruction and simultaneous sperm retrieval for cryopreservation are viable options. 34. Clinicians should counsel men with basal or epididymal obstructive azoospermia 
that microsurgical reconstruction may be successful in returning sperm to the ejaculate. 35. For infertile men with azoospermia and ejaculatory duct obstruction, the clinician may consider transurethrosection of ejaculatory ducts, or TURED, or surgical sperm extraction. Medical and nutraceutical interventions for fertility. 36. Male infertility may be managed with assistive reproductive technologies, or ART. 37. A clinician may advise an infertile couple with a low total motile sperm count or repeated semen analyses that intrauterine insemination success rates may be reduced, and treatment with ART with IVF or ICSI may be considered. 38. The patient presenting with hypogonadotropic hypogonadism should be evaluated to determine the etiology of the disorder and treated based on diagnosis. 39. Clinicians may use aromatase inhibitors, HCG, selective estrogen receptor modulators, or a combination thereof for infertile men with low serum testosterone. 40. For the male interested in current or future fertility, testosterone monotherapy should not be prescribed. 41. The infertile male with hyperprolactinemia should be evaluated for the etiology and treated accordingly. 42. Clinicians should inform the man with idiopathic infertility that the use of selective estrogen receptor modulators has limited benefits relative to the results of ART. 43. Clinicians should counsel patients that the benefits of supplements, for example, antioxidants, vitamins, are of questionable clinical utility in treating male infertility. Existing data are inadequate to provide recommendation for specific agents to use for this purpose. 44. For men with idiopathic infertility, a clinician may consider treatment using an FSH analog with the aim of improving sperm concentration, pregnancy rate, and live birth rate. Gonadotoxic therapies and fertility preservation. 46. Clinicians should discuss the effects of gonadotoxic therapies and other cancer treatments on sperm production with patients prior to commencement of therapy. 47. Clinicians should inform patients undergoing chemotherapy and or radiation therapy to avoid pregnancy for a period of at least 12 months after completion of treatment. 48. Clinicians should encourage men to bank sperm, preferably multiple specimens when possible, prior to commencement of gonadotoxic therapy or other cancer treatment that may affect fertility in men. 49. Clinicians should consider informing patients that a semen analysis performed after gonadotoxic therapies should be done at least 12 months and preferably 24 months after treatment completion. 50. Clinicians should inform patients undergoing a retroperitoneal lymph node dissection of the risk of aspermia. 51. Clinicians should obtain a post-orgasmic urinalysis for men with aspermia after RPLND who are interested in fertility. 52. Clinicians should inform men seeking paternity who are persistently azoospermic after gonadotoxic therapies that TESI is a treatment option. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.